your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 313 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. And today what I thought we could do is take a little bit of an early look at the NHL trade deadline, although it's not really that early of a look because, believe it or not, we are less than a month away from the NHL's trade deadline this season. Of course, the uh, NHL calendar is quite a bit different this year than it typically is, but the trade deadline will be occurring on Monday, April 12th. So, yes, we are less than a month away from the NHL trade deadline. And today we're going to be looking at – I think this is going to be a multi-part kind of an episode. So today we're going to look at some of the more obvious Ranger trade candidates, guys who could be or maybe even should be or maybe even probably will be moved at the trade deadline. That's going to be today's episode. In part two, we will take a look at some guys who may not be so obvious, but they're players on the Rangers who I believe could be traded. And then at the very end, and possibly even in a part three – We will talk about certain Rangers who are, you know, their names are potentially going to be coming up in trade talk, but it'll be a list of guys that I don't think will ultimately be traded by the New York Rangers. A couple of guys who might be, you know, rumored, whether it's on this show, whether it's other New York Ranger publications, whatever it might be, but they're guys that I think that their names will come up, but they will ultimately stay put with this New York Ranger team. And just for some clarification here, when I mention a player's name on any of these lists, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm campaigning for a player to be traded. I'm just trying to get inside the Rangers' heads, try to think what they're thinking, trying to see things how they see it, and make moves accordingly. And at the end of talking about all these players, I'll add my two cents as well. Would I trade player A or player B or whoever it might be? I will weigh in at the end and and discuss if I think this player will be traded and if I think that they should be traded. But right now, like I said, we're just going to run right through the list here. This list is not going to include prospects. At this point, the criteria is that you had to have played hockey for the New York Rangers at some point. And so we're going to start with somebody who I think is one of the more obvious names on the list, and that's going to be Brendan Smith. Why is he on this list? Well, first and foremost, he is in a final season of a four-year, $17.4 million deal. And at this point, I just don't think Brennan Smith is in the Rangers' long-term plans. It seems like they're more than content to kind of go with a youth movement at the blue line. We've seen that over these last few seasons. Obviously, Jacob Truba is kind of going to be the de facto veteran back there if Brennan Smith and maybe even Jack Johnson move on either at the trade deadline or in the offseason. But then you've got all these young players like Keandre Miller, Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren. None of these guys are going anywhere. Libor Hayek has played quite a bit better this season than he has last season. We just saw the debut of Tarmo Reunanen. Nils Lundqvist could be in the picture before long. So it just kind of feels like Brennan says tenure with the New York Rangers is probably going to come to an end. And considering the fact that it doesn't seem all that likely that they're going to bring him back in the offseason via free agency, you know, I guess you could make a case that you could bring him back on a one-year team-friendly deal. That's at least possible. I'm not going to completely rule it out. But it feels like, again, his tenure with the Rangers is going to be coming to an end. And so with that being the case, I think it just makes sense to try to get something for Brandon Smith while you still can. And overall, I think he's played pretty well recently. So there could be some teams interested. Uh, Start working the phone, see if there's a team out there that's gearing up for a Stanley Cup 
playoff run that maybe looks to add Brendan Smith as some veteran insurance. I mean, there could be a team out there that trades for Brendan Smith that doesn't even necessarily have him active on every single game night, even the Rangers this season. Brendan Smith has been a healthy scratch on multiple occasions, but I think it's definitely possible that there could be some teams out there that are simply looking to add a little bit of depth to the blue line and just kind of solidify everything back there, have him in kind of a third defense combo role, and somebody who offers a little bit of position versatility as well. We saw last season he could play on the fourth line if need be. Smith has had kind of a weird history with the Rangers because they traded for him when he was on an expiring contract with the Detroit Red Wings. This was the last season where the Rangers were in the playoffs and, you know, they still had that core intact, maybe gearing up for one more run at a potential Stanley Cup. And they added Brennan Smith right around the trade deadline, moved a second round draft pick and a third round draft pick to acquire him from the Red Wings. And I liked the move at the time. It felt like maybe it was a little bit steep for Brandon Smith, but he was somebody that could come in, give you some top four minutes on the blue line. And he indeed did that. But then, you know, his contract ran out at the end of the season. And I wasn't as all in on re-signing Brandon Smith as the Rangers seemed to be. I just didn't think it was really all that necessary. He ends up getting this four-year deal, once again, worth $17.4 million. And it, the timing of it was just so strange because it was very shortly after this where the Rangers sent out that letter to everybody to all of us fans saying that, listen, we're going to rebuild. We're going to tear everything down. A lot of these players that you love so much are probably going to be on the move, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was like, all right, well, then why did you just re-sign Brendan Smith to this big four-year deal? I mean, we're going to be trading guys like JT Miller and Kevin Hayes and Matt Zuccarello and Ryan McDonough and Dan Girardi and Rick Nash and on and on and on. But we have to hang on to Brendan Smith. That was just very strange to me. The timing of it was weird. And he's kind of been like this lame duck veteran defenseman on the team ever since then. Now, he has played well at times, but obviously he got off to a tough start at the beginning of that four-year deal. He was actually placed on waivers by the Rangers because basically he showed up out of shape that season, ended up getting sent down to the AHL, and when the Rangers placed him on waivers, they knew nobody was going to claim him because he wasn't playing well, and he still had four years at $17.4 million left on his contract, so nobody was going to pick him up. He goes down to the AHL. He ended up getting into a fight with Vinny Letary, broke his own hand, was out for that entire season. I think he's kind of redeemed himself since then. He's at least been, you know, a solid defenseman for the Rangers. He does do some good things. He does offer some position versatility. He will stand up for teammates. He will play physical. But I think at this point, the the curtain's about to close on Brandon Smith as far as his uh, tenure with the New York Rangers, I would say. And again, you could make a case for potentially bringing him back on a one-year deal, but I think the Rangers want to give the reins to some young defensemen like Tarmo Reunanen, who just made his debut. Uh, Nils Lundqvist could be in the picture next season. And of course, we all know about guys like Adam Fox, Ryan Lingren, Ke'Andre Miller, Jacob Truba. They're all going to be there. Libor Hayek has played well this year. It's just becoming more crowded back there. And I think the Rangers probably going to look to move on for Brandon Smith. And like I said, might as well get something for him while you can. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the live, audio-only sports talk platform. It is free to download and free to use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join a group. Follow me at at jchick17 or at lo underscore ny underscore rangers to be notified when my room goes live. Come with your spiciest takes on the Locker Room app. 
We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We're covering everything you need to know about the Rangers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It is hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Let me also just say before we continue with this list here that even though I'm kind of floating out some ideas, some names as far as Rangers that could be traded this season at or near the trade deadline, it doesn't mean that I'm completely giving up on this season, that I think that the Rangers have no chance of making the playoffs. Look, we're less than halfway through the season, and as we've seen in the past, all it takes is one really nice hot streak, and you can get yourself right back into it. So by no means am I punting on this season or throwing in the towel or campaigning for a complete fire sale for the New York Rangers. Of all these players we're going to list, probably only a very select few of them actually end up being traded. But the idea here is just to list everybody that could potentially be traded and kind of find out what the Rangers could get in return for these players that I'm listing. So again, it's it's not an admission of, oh, this season is a, is a complete waste and we've got no chance of coming back and getting back into the playoff mix. These are guys that I think could be traded, uh, especially in the case of Brandon Smith and our next guy who we're about to talk about, Jack Johnson. These are guys that I think potentially could be traded even if the Rangers find themselves right back in the playoff mix uh, right around the trade deadline. Say the Rangers are like in fifth place and they're maybe a point or two out of fourth place. I still think a Brandon Smith could be traded and I still think our next guy, Jack Johnson, could be traded as well. As I'm sure you'll all remember, Jack Johnson was brought in this offseason by the Rangers in free agency on a one-year, $1.1 million deal. It was a much maligned move from the front office. This was a really hard sell for the fan base. A lot of people did not like this move at all, to put it very mildly. And I wasn't necessarily thrilled with it either, but I don't think I disliked it as much as some other people did, simply because it's not like the Rangers were pinning all of the Rangers' hopes and dreams on Jack Johnson. This was not a franchise-altering move. This was simply bringing in a veteran defenseman who could be something of a stopgap, a little bit of a placeholder for some of these young New York Ranger defensemen. And then once those young Ranger defensemen were ready for NHL hockey, Johnson could basically move out of the way. And, uh, you know, the Rangers would would probably part ways with him, either via a trade or uh, just letting him walk this season in free agency when the season ends. The Rangers, what they didn't know when they acquired or rather signed Jack Johnson free agency is how good Ke'Andre Miller was going to be. And he's obviously hit the ground running this year. Wasn't even expected to be on the opening night uh, roster, but he indeed made it and he's been great for the Rangers and showing a lot of promise, a lot of potential. And so it's made Jack Johnson that much more expendable. But then by that same token, the Rangers also weren't banking on the fact that Tony D'Angelo was only going to play six games with them this season and then be completely out of the picture. So, you know, Johnson, he's done a little bit better recently than he did at the beginning of the season. 
beginning of the season, uh, he was jumping off the screen for all the wrong reasons. I mean, just turning the puck over and just seemingly out of position just seemed like he couldn't keep up with a lot of uh, the Rangers' opponents. And he has been a little bit better recently. He's played uh, physical. And as we talked about, you know, David Quinn mentioned this not too long ago, but Johnson's been trying to kind of gut it out through an injury recently, and that injury has sidelined him. I mean, I don't know if he would be in the lineup right now over Tarmo Reunanen. Maybe they don't even call Tarmo Reunanen up if Johnson's not injured. But whatever the case might be, uh, Jack Johnson, even when the Rangers signed him, I think it was pretty obvious right then and there that he was not going to be on the Rangers for that long. And I think that probably with the trade deadline approaching, and again, with guys like Keandre Miller emerging, and obviously we all know about Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Jacob Truba, they're all going to be there. Libor Hayek has played fairly well, and now Tarmo Reunanen's in the picture. It probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense to cling all that tightly to Jack Johnson. So I would think if I'm the Rangers. I'm going to be looking to move him at the trade deadline, hopefully move him to a contender. Now, again, Jack Johnson, he's not a perennial all-star type player. He's not the player that he once was, obviously. But I still think if you're a team that is looking to add some veteran depth to the blue line, you might pick up the phone and call the Rangers about either Brennan Smith or this guy, Jack Johnson, because I don't think it would take a whole lot to acquire either player. In the case of Jack Johnson, I mean, you're probably talking about like maybe like a fifth round draft pick. And Brandon Smith, maybe like a fourth-round draft pick. I mean, I'm just kind of estimating there. But that would appear to be the going rate for players like this, players that you're only going to have for half of a season, and players who, you know, have struggled at times with the New York Rangers. I mean, let's just call it like it is. They've definitely struggled at times. And again, I think both guys have played better recently. But if you're the Rangers, you can't really expect to break the bank in a deal for Jack Johnson. But by that same token, you might as well get something for him because you're not going to bring him back next season, I don't think. I suppose it's at least possible. Maybe Johnson re-ups with the Rangers on a one-year deal and sticks around for one more year, kind of as a little bit of an insurance policy for some of these young Ranger defensemen who may or may not be ready for NHL hockey. But, you know, I, I think with everything we've seen, I, I think the Rangers have to feel pretty good about their defensemen going forward. And really, if the Rangers were going to bring back Brandon Smith or Jack Johnson next year, I would think it would probably be Brendan Smith. He's the guy that's been there the longest and uh, probably a little bit more of a leader in the locker room than Jack Johnson is. It's hard to just come in and... uh immediately become a, a leader in a new locker room, especially when your play ha wasn't all that good. And Jack Johnson's play at the beginning of the season was not that good. So between the two of them, I, I feel like Brandon Smith is more likely to be back, but I, I would expect both of them to be gone. And if you're the Rangers, I think it makes all the sense in the world to pick up the phone and uh, just see what you can get for Jack Johnson. It's worth it. You never know. Uh, you acquire a late round draft pick. You never know when you're going to find somebody late in the draft that uh, greatly exceeds their draft status. So you might as well get another draft pick if the opportunity presents itself. So yeah, no reason not to trade Jack Johnson if you're the New York Rangers. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Wednesdays on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Evampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever 
you get your podcasts. Sticking with this theme of New York Ranger defensemen who could be traded, I think we also got to turn our attention to Tony D'Angelo. Obviously, we know that it went very south very fast this season between the Rangers and Tony D'Angelo. D'Angelo signs a new contract, a new two-year deal in the offseason worth $9.6 million, and it fell apart. He was placed on waivers after the locker room altercation with Alex Georgiev, and he's not going to be back with the Rangers. The front office has said as much. So he's played his last game with the New York Rangers. It's weird because after that announcement was made, you know, John Davidson, Jeff Gordon, they both talk about it, and they both spoke very highly of Tony D'Angelo, which doesn't sound like the tone that you would expect when you've waived somebody basically for disciplinary reasons, that you would speak that highly of him, although it's probably at least due in part to the fact that the Rangers are still going to be looking to trade Tony D'Angelo and get something nice in return for him. The tricky part about that is it's a little bit of a tough sell. You know, he is on his third team. He's just 25 years old. He's on his third team in the NHL. He's had some issues basically everywhere that he's been. And now you've got to try to convince some team that, oh, well, you know, he just needs to change the scenery. He's a great player. He's actually a great locker room guy. A little bit of a tough sell. But Tony D'Angelo is a very talented player, and you don't get those kinds of offensive fireworks from defensemen all over this league. These kinds of players don't just grow on trees. So you got to think there's a team out there And we talked about this in the aftermath of everything that happened with Tony D'Angelo. There's got to be a team out there that's willing to take a chance on him. I think what probably makes the most sense as far as a trade partner is concerned for the Rangers is probably a veteran team, a team that has already established a winning culture and a team identity and all that good stuff. I don't think that trading him to a young, impressionable team is a very good idea. I mean, it's fine for the Rangers, but I don't think that young, impressionable team is going to be looking to acquire somebody like Tony D'Angelo, who could cause some issues. But if he's traded to a locker room where, again, you know, they've done a lot of winning. Maybe they've even got a Stanley Cup championship in recent history. They have a team identity. They have a coach that they follow. Um, Then in that case, Tony D'Angelo is not going to go in there and cause problems because if he does, these guys will put him in his place really quick and he'll be, you know, out looking for a job again before he can blink. So, yeah, I think, you know, for the Rangers, it probably makes sense if you're looking to move D'Angelo, which I can only assume that they are, you should probably be talking to some of those kinds of teams, the winning teams, the veteran teams. Whether a deal actually gets done or not, that could be tough because there could be some teams, even these veteran teams that have done a lot of winning, that look at him and say, you know what, we're not going to mess with this. This is too much of an X factor. He's too much of a combustible element in our locker room. So we're not going to touch him. The Rangers can look to trade him somewhere else. That's at least possible that that's the reception that could be out there from some of these veteran teams. I also think it would be quite a bit easier for the Rangers to move Tony D'Angelo in a trade if he was only on a one-year deal this year. Because the fact that he's on a two-year deal, if he comes into a new team and you reach out, if you're, you know, say the Blues or the Avalanche, one of these teams that I've just talked about, one of the uh, more elite teams in the league, I don't think the Rangers would trade him in division to the Bruins or the Penguins or anybody like that. But teams like that, teams that have done a lot of winning, I don't know that teams are going to be all that eager to take on a year and a half of Tony D'Angelo, where I think they would probably jump at the opportunity to bring him in for just half of a season. Because if you bring him in as just a rental and it doesn't work and this guy's causing problems or whatever it might be, he just doesn't fit our system. You know, you can get rid of him after the one year. You can just let his contract in and then he's on his way. You don't bring him back. But if he comes in and it just doesn't work for one reason or another, then you're kind of stuck with him for the next season as well. And like we said, he's gotten quite a raise, and he eats into your cap room a little bit. But if I'm the Rangers, yeah, I'm working the phones. I'm trying to find a taker for Tony D'Angelo. There's no reason not to because you've already said that he's never going to play for the Rangers again. So you might as well look to move him and just try to get what you can for him. If nothing else, it's a nice salary dump for your team going forward. You know, you won't have to worry about paying him the rest of his contract. Maybe it's a situation where you can get 
Uh, maybe a second-round pick for Tony D'Angelo, although I don't know that teams are going to go that high, again, when you consider the contract that Tony D'Angelo has right now, and when you consider the fact that everybody knows that the Rangers are pretty much, uh, I wouldn't say desperate, but they definitely want to move on from this guy, because they've already said he's not going to play for them anymore, so why hang on to him and continue to pay him all of that money? The Rangers would never want to do that. Other teams are aware of this fact as well, and so they know they kind of have some leverage on the Rangers in that respect. So maybe what you do if you're the Rangers, you try to get like a third or fourth-round draft pick in exchange for Tony D'Angelo, but really what you've gotten there is you've just gotten rid of the contract. You don't have to pay him anymore. You open up some salary cap space and you make some uh, deals in the offseason with that extra money that you now have, whether it's re-signing your own guys, whether it's bringing in free agents, whatever it might be. But just to be rid of that contract, I think, is the Rangers' number one goal. I think that's what my number one goal would be if I was the Rangers uh, looking to move on from Tony D'Angelo. But one other selling point that the Rangers can go with is just the simple fact that D'Angelo is going to have fresh legs. He hasn't played all season, basically, just the six games at the very start of the year. And, you know, going into the playoffs every year, there's teams that are beat up. There's guys that are, you know, injured, trying to play through injuries, trying to work their way back from injuries. Tony D'Angelo is going to have none of that. And I realize that issue might be less profound this year simply because it's only a 56-game regular season. So teams aren't going to be as beat up this season as they may have been in prior seasons. But be that as it may, you still got a guy that's coming in completely fresh and a guy whose calling card is the offense that he gives to you from the blue line. And so he might be able to skate circles around some of these guys when he comes back to the NHL this season. So a lot to consider there. But if I'm the Rangers, yeah, I mean, I, I want to move D'Angelo as badly as I want to move anybody else on my roster right now. And I feel like those three guys we just mentioned, Tony D'Angelo, Brent Smith, Jack Johnson, they seem to be the most likely guys that the Rangers would look to trade and probably the three guys that would cause uh, the least amount of upheaval among the fan base, if you will, because, you know, we all have our favorites. There's certain guys that we don't want to see traded. There's certain guys we want to see be on the Rangers for a long time. And now we're going to start to get into guys that, you know, maybe their names aren't necessarily coming up all that often, and maybe they're not obvious trade candidates, but guys who I think could be on the move. We've got two more for today, and then like I said, we're going to move on to a part two of this in a future episode, uh, probably next week. I don't think I'll get to it this week, especially with the Rangers being in action against the Flyers tonight, but yeah, we will get to a part two of this eventually. But the next guy I'm going to throw out there is Julian Gauthier, and let me just say, Right from the onset here, I really don't like this idea. I still think Julian Gauthier has at least some upside. You got to remember, he is just 23 years old. He has only played 37 career NHL games, 32 of them with the Rangers, although I do have to be fair. Small sample size, though this might be, if you're just looking at points, Gauthier has only two goals and seven assists in that time. And more than that, I've just always had this impression that I don't think Julian Gauthier is really a David Quinn guy. And I also get the feeling that the Rangers are sort of looking to open up a spot for Vitaly Kravtsov. As we all know, his season in the KHL concluded. He is now in New York City. He's got to uh, quarantine or self-isolate or whatever term you want to use. And then he will be eligible to join the Rangers next week for their game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That's the earliest possible time that he could join the Rangers. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe Kravtsov ends up being traded himself, you know, and they hang on to Gautier. Maybe Kravtsov is part of a package that the Rangers sent to the Sabres if the Rangers do indeed end up trading for Jack Eichel. We'll see how that situation plays out. There's a long way to go there, so we will see. But, you know, I feel like with the Rangers, Kravtsov is their guy. This is the guy that the Rangers drafted number nine overall, and Gautier was somebody that they wanted to sort of, I feel like, take a test drive with after they acquired him in a trade with the Carolina Hurricanes. Because in that trade, if you guys remember last season, the Rangers sent 
Joey Keane, a defenseman, to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Julian Gauthier. Gauthier is a former first-round pick. He went number 21 overall to the Canes in 2016. Joey Keane is a former third-round pick, selected by the Rangers, number 88 overall, two years after Gauthier in 2018. And so I love the trade when it happened. I felt like, you know, bringing in Julian Gauthier, there was no reason not to take a chance with him because with Joey Keane, I'm not so sure where exactly he fit in to the Rangers' long-term plans on their blue line. And, and look at the defenseman now. We've talked about, you know, we keep going back to this this episode, but we've talked about how there's at least four guys who are completely locked in and entrenched in the Rangers' starting lineup going forward. And then there's also guys like Libor Hayek, who has shown fairly well for himself this season. Nils Lundqvist could be in the mix soon. Tarmo Reunanen just made his debut. So, I mean... Where does Joey Keane fit into all that? Maybe, who knows, maybe if he was still here, maybe he would have been the guy who made his debut over Tarmo Reunanen. But I just felt like, and I think the Rangers felt this way as well, that Keane was somewhat dispensable for this team, whereas Gautier, former first-round pick, maybe hasn't lived up to the hype yet, but has some upside. So I love the trade when the Rangers made it. But I don't know, again, that he's necessarily a David Quinn guy, and I don't think the Rangers in general, and David Quinn as well, are as high on Gautier as they are on Vitaly Kravtsov. Another reason I would hesitate to move Julian Gauthier, though, is that the return is probably going to be pretty minimal. And you might hear that and say, well, you know, the, the return is going to be minimal with Brennan Smith and Jack Johnson as well, and you want to trade them. And yeah, that's true, but I think the obvious point that I'm about to make here is that Johnson and Smith are both about a decade older than Gauthier. We're not going to look back. If the Rangers trade either Smith or Johnson, we're not going to look back years later and say like, oh, man, you know, Jack Johnson— you know, he was just coming into his best years at age 34, and the Rangers were way too quick to give up on him. You know, that's not going to happen. So with Gautier, it's quite a bit different because, again, he's only played a handful of NHL games. I still do think there's some upside there. But, again, I think they want to open up a spot for Vitaly Kravtsov, and Julian Gautier could end up being the odd man out. I don't know that I would be so quick to push Julian Gautier out the door, but it is a move that I could see the Rangers making at some point this season. It's at least possible. So just one more for today, and this is a name that might surprise a couple of people, but it's a move that I could at least maybe see the Rangers doing. Maybe. I, I don't necessarily expect it to happen, but it's something that I'm at least going to toss out there, and that's going to be Alex Georgiev. And let me preface this whole thing by saying that Georgiev is still my guy over Keith Kincaid as far as the number two goalie on this New York Ranger team, and it's not just because Kincaid is coming off of a bad outing against the Flyers. I would say that the same thing, even even if he had another great game against the Flyers uh, just the other night here. Uh, Kincaid, 31 years old. Georgiev, 25 years old. Georgiev is just getting started in his NHL career and has considerably more upside than Keith Kincaid. With Kincaid, I mean, I know he got off to a pretty good start with the Rangers before this last, you know, borderline disastrous outing that he had against Philadelphia. But you got to remember, Kincaid... His play fell off a cliff after a fairly promising start with the New Jersey Devils. He ended up spending six games with the Montreal Canadiens last year. Complete disaster. He was waived. He went unclaimed. He was banished to the AHL. But for Georgiev, I wasn't as convinced. And you guys will remember this. Any long-term listeners of this show will remember. I was not as convinced as some other people that Alex Georgiev was going to be brought back by the Rangers this year. I thought they could look to trade him. He was a restricted free agent. And that's partly because I don't think the Rangers have really valued backup goalies all that much over the years. But with Georgiev, 
probably more so than any other player that we've talked about today as far as whether he could be traded or not. I think it all depends on the return. Now, that's always somewhat the case. But with Georgiev, I'm not going to move him just for the sake of moving him because I think right now he is the best Ranger option as far as the number two goalie on the team. If someone is willing to give up a second-round draft pick for Alex Georgiev, and maybe that's pushing it. I don't know anybody would go that high uh, based on Georgiev's current body of work. But say somebody was willing to do that, then I think we've got something to consider if we're the Rangers. If someone offers the Rangers a fifth-round draft pick for Alex Georgiev, thanks but no thanks. I'm not going to move him just for the sake of moving him. And if the Rangers do somehow trade Georgiev, then they can still go with what was probably their plan all along. They can still expose Keith Kincaid to the expansion draft this coming offseason. I don't think the Seattle Kraken would select him. And even if they do, then if you're the Rangers, Georgiev's gone, Kincaid's gone, you go out and you find an inexpensive veteran backup goalie and you make him the number two to Igor Shesterkin. You bring in somebody via free agency, sign him to a one or two year deal, just have him hopefully hold down the fort whenever he's between the pipes and maybe even be something of a mentor to Igor Shesterkin. But the reason I would hesitate to move Georgiev is that overall, I do think going from Georgiev to Kincaid as your number two goalie is definitely a downgrade in the long term. And we've seen the role of the backup goalie increase over the years. I think part of the reason the Rangers were so committed seemingly to bringing back Alex Georgiev this past offseason is I think they wanted to have a little bit of Igor Shesterkin insurance because as good as Shesterkin was during his, uh, well, rookie year part A last year, this is his rookie year part B, but he only appeared in 12 games last season and then one playoff game as well. So 13 games you're looking at, very, very small sample size. And I think if for whatever reason Shesterkin really struggled or maybe the Rangers, uh, you know, felt that they had kind of jumped the gun in looking at him as the next franchise goalie, then Alex Georgiev was still in the picture and you kind of have a plan B in place. But now that Igor Shesterkin, we've seen him play a good amount this season. Obviously a shaky start for Igor Shesterkin. It's a shaky start for the entire Ranger team, but he got off to a rough start and was playing very well prior to this injury. So I think if you're the Rangers, you're probably starting to feel a little bit better about Igor Shesterkin going forward and you're probably closer to anointing him as the true goalie of the future, the true franchise goalie. And to me, that makes Georgiev a little bit more expendable. I wouldn't rush to push him out the door, but if somebody comes calling and they have an offer that you like, yeah, I think if you're the Rangers, it definitely behooves you to at least listen. And again, if somebody offers you maybe more than you would expect for Alex Georgiev and you're the Rangers, maybe make the deal. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.